Welcome to College Soccer Nation, the premier podcast focused on NCAA collegiate soccer, featuring SMU head women's coach Chris Petroselli and Old Miss head women's coach Mad Mod. You can download and listen to this podcast on your favorite podcast provider. And if you like what you hear, leave a five-star review and tell your soccer friends. Now let's go to Coach Petroselli and Coach Mott. Welcome in to College Soccer Nation. My name is Matt Mott. We've got a great show for you tonight. Um, first of all, uh, super excited to have the head coach from West Virginia, Nikki Izzo, with us. We've got what I think is one of our most exciting Power Five showdowns. It's election week, so we went with our um, Mount Rushmore of, of uh, great sports people. I think, uh, um, let me bring in Chris here in a second for this, but the way, way I understand it, Chris, it's, it's Mount Rushmore, our personal Mount Rushmore. So my personal Mount Motmore of who I think the four best sports uh, athletes are of, the, of my, my lifetime. So not, you know, for example, I can't use Babe Ruth. You could use Babe Ruth probably with your age difference, but I can't use Babe Ruth. So that's what this is going to be tonight at the end. So stick around for that. We wanted to put a little, um, you know, with the election coming up tomorrow, we wanted to make it a little bit of a, a fun little topic for us. So we're going with our, our personal Mount Rushmore. Hi, Chris. Um, How are you? Welcome to the I, show. I'm, I'm doing good, Matt. Thanks. <laughs> First of all, I'm so confused by this. Okay. Because there's four people on Mount Rushmore, all right? That's and right. this is the Power Five. So shouldn't yeah. we, if with five, Power Five, shouldn't we have five? Shouldn't we do yeah, five? The power five is the Power Five is just the topic, the name of the topic. You can put as many as we want. We could have a, yeah, actually, it's not, it's not that <laughs> argument. But I mean, like, I for, we for seven Mount episodes, Rushmore. we did five. We did five of everything, right? And then all of a sudden, you came yeah, up but with I'm going Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. Because why? Because of the election. Okay, well, then yes. it should be people we're electing, okay? Not stone faces on a mountain. Yes, no, the four people you're electing to your Mount Rushmore. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> hey, right, let's... We'll, we'll get to that at the end. We'll but listen, get let, let me tell you this real quick. Guess, yeah. what I'm doing, guess what I'm doing tonight? This is smooth. Besides the podcast. Birth, besides the podcast. My, my, my wife's birthday is tomorrow. Oh, nice. So I'm having oh, a surprise remember, party. Remember that time you missed your wife's birthday? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't necessarily miss it, Chris. Remember that? I just maybe yeah, I, I invited you over, over my house because it was my son's birthday. You yeah. went home and said to your wife, hey, why don't we go? Do, you know, let's go. It's Andrew's birthday. And she was like, well, it's my birthday, too. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just working me to do it like a dog back then. I couldn't even think straight. So I yeah, remember. But anyway, no, but this time, listen to this. Surprise party. She has no idea. Tonight, I won't be there, so she'll probably enjoy it more. That's but the I set surprise? It up. No, no, I set it up with oh. her friends. So she's going to show up to a restaurant, think she's meeting a friend there to eat, and then boom, everybody's there for her. And then after that. But everybody, but not you. Right, well, just her lady friends, her crew. She'll, oh. she'll enjoy it. And then after that, they're going painting. She loves to paint. So yeah. she's going with her favorite artist, SK. And are they're you, gonna go are you a painter? So I am not a painter. No, yeah, no, no. I don't no, see you being no, a painter. No, but anyway, it's pretty smooth. You did paint Chris, the boat in the Coast smooth. Guard, though, right? In the Coast Guard. I did paint, paint the boat in the Coast Guard, yes. Yeah. I meant and many other things, saving lives yes. and rescue swimmer and, <laughs> sure. and uh, busting drugs and everything else. But yes. that's pretty smooth. You got to admit. We'll, we'll ask Nikki later what she thinks of my birthday plan. Yeah, it's my wife. It's, so now I'll say this, too. Usually I'm not here. Usually we're at the conference tournament yeah. because of COVID. Conference tournament gets pushed back, so I'm finally in town for a birthday. So I'll take her out to a nice meal tomorrow, but tonight's a surprise party. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. That seems like a Mother's Day kind of thing that, you know, that you would do. A surprise Mother's Day party? Who has a surprise surprise, Mother's Day party? But like, you know, where she goes out with with the girls and painting and all that kind of stuff. You would think like on her birthday that you would somehow be involved. Tomorrow's her birthday. I'll be involved. I don't think she'd want me involved. I think she'd prefer to go out with her friends. With COVID, no recruiting. She's seen me way too much. Yeah, that's probably true. Hey, one thing I want to mention to you. Um, Yes. Before we even get on to this, to the uh, the good stuff for the show, um, I started listening to the new Bruce album. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, there's one one thing that that jumps out to me. Whenever Bruce gets on the harmonica, you know it's going to be a good song, right? That's I the agree. that's the key, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 
Yeah, what's the, the orphans? The orphans? What's that song? Yeah, orphans? that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's good. It is good. Yeah. No, yeah, I downloaded. Well, I got it the day it was released and uh, started listening to it. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Okay, well let's right. uh, let's uh, talk about soccer a little bit here. That's okay, what we're supposed to talk about right. <laughs> um, so as we're as I'm watching all of these games, um, and and the beauty is all of these games are on are are streamed and and you can watch almost anybody play. Um, one of the things that's popping up is the uh, the quality of some of these stadiums that have been built. Um, there are some beautiful places out there. I mean, you know, the, the place they, they built at North Carolina looks fantastic. Um, properly named Dorrance Field. If they named it any, anything else, I think it, it would have been unfortunate, but it's properly named. Looks beautiful. Um, looks like a great place to play. Unfortunately, there's no fans. Um, yeah. And the other one that, that, you know, that I've seen – I've seen a few of them, but another one that, that jumped out to me and, and we played there uh, was at Oklahoma State. Um, they built a really, really nice facility. And, you know, again, people sitting right on top of the fields, student section, um, all the amenities that you'd like. Um, th- those are two pretty good places. So you can see that people are, are investing in these stadiums. It's nice. Yeah, for sure. And, and I, I'm with you on Oklahoma. Uh, Dorrance Fields is spectacular, not not surprising. North Carolina doing it right for women's soccer. But um, uh, the Oklahoma State, so behind the goal, what what is that? I, I've not been there. Yeah. What's, so I, what's right behind? What's that place? That's the student section. And I think up above that, there's like uh, some garage door kind of thing, you know, and you open it up and it looks like it's a, it's a little like hospitality area mm. back in there. Very cool. Yeah. No, it looks awesome. No, I think a couple other ones we need to mention if, as we're on the topic of a big time same is Louisville. Um, yeah. We yeah. we played there years ago. Um, Louisville is uh, is massive, um, great stadium. You know, they got the really pro chairback seats there um, for the coaches, and then you know, which I of course like Chris. And then yeah, no, I know Matt always comes first. <laughs> we actually opened the stadium. We were the first team to ever play in there against Louisville, and we lost one nothing, unfortunately. But they've got a huge jumbotron in the middle. Um, they, uh, it's just really nice building right there, right next to it. It's top. And you know, they said I was talking to to, to Fergie, Karen Ferguson, head coach there. And she said their AD went over to England and toured a bunch of the stadiums. And wow. they're the only school I know, and I could be wrong about this, but only school I know that have the banners on the bottom, the digital banners. Yeah. You know, that do the videos. It's pretty, pretty sharp, pretty awesome. So um, they definitely did that one up. Right. And then I, I think their neighbors, Kentucky's is really nice as well. Obviously we play, play there in the SEC, um, you know, it kind of shares the amenities with softball, but the soccer side's really, really nice. It's only maybe three or four yeah. years old now. And, it's big time. I think, you know, you have Creighton, you know, maybe not a power five, but their stadium looks awesome. Uh, one of the original, right? I mean, that was before they built before all of these, you know, and sure. they built, they built a great place. I and mean, it's a fantastic place. Oh, chairbacks too, right? In there. Yeah. Yeah, no, one it's side, a, yeah. It's a great stadium for sure. And I think you look at, I mean, there's more and more money going into, going into, to soccer at the college level. Certainly. I mean, I got, obviously we're in COVID now, so hopefully it doesn't delay any projects that are maybe coming, but you look at the MLS is pumping all kinds of money into their stadiums. There's some beautiful new stadiums out there, but I think everything pairs in comparison to Atlanta and uh, the Mercedes Benz, you know, where, yeah. where the Atlanta sure. United plays that place is. I went there for a game, 70,000 people going crazy, great atmosphere, great stadium, but it's uh, it's pretty awesome. I think all these MLS games get great, great crowds and yeah. yeah. So, yeah. oh, we're very fortunate. I think in our in our country to have some really big time stadiums and certainly yeah. a good topic, Chris. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let's. We got a big. We got a big schedule here today. So let's keep on moving. And uh, it's that time time of the show again where we spend too many minutes with the Mister uh, Big Deal Brian Lee. We're going to bring him in. He's looks like he's finishing up his dinner. And uh, he's going to join us. Brian, how are you on this fine Monday evening? Well, I'm doing well. That's just a little appetizer, Matt. I know you okay. like your appetizers. Just a little hummus and chips. Uh, yeah. uh, Matt's not eating that for, for an appetizer. He, he is a, he is a <laughs> what is it called? Creature of habitat? Creature of habit. Habit. <laughs> I, meant, I meant to say this to you, Matt, like you yeah. screwed it up now, but you had gone like seven episodes in a row without screwing up the English, English language. And I was pretty impressed. I don't until, know about seven. Until now. I don't no. know about seven. But yeah. no, but he, you know, it's always hummus. It's this. Is he, I, what, let me guess. Salmon for dinner tonight? 
Uh, salmon was last night at the Lee uh, family. Tonight we're uh, gonna have a little flank steak, Matt. You'll like that. Ooh, yeah, uh, that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. And what about do you have edamame? I bet edamame. Uh, tonight is salad, flank steak, edamame, and uh, you'll like some like baked tots. I think we call them. Fake you know, tots? like tater tots. Tater tots. Are they fake? Yeah. Are they hey, potatoes? You guys. This no, they're boring. potatoes. This is boring. <laughs> <It's real Sorry. laughs> you got no, that from ATV, though, didn't you? I do want to throw my two cents on, in on yeah. the uh, best stadiums. Yeah. I think one of the original great stadiums, I think we call it the house that Chris built at UNCG. Well, playing career, yeah. you know, set the table down. That's one of the original. Well, I never got to play in it. It's awesome. I know, <laughs> I but you did the work that got it filled. So we we uh, and, uh, we played on a high school field. It. We played on a high school field. Really? And, and then uh, my senior year, we came back and played on the field, but there was no stadium. There was just a field. Uh, yeah. And now they they have built a great place. Yeah. Yeah, it's very yeah. nice. Nice. Yeah. Oh, good. But house that Chris built. Someone's got to do the work that creates the uh, interest to build the stadium. Yeah, so it only well, took Anson 21 titles before they got him a nice stadium. So that's that's yeah. what you need. I think Eddie Redwanski had a hand in, in, in building that stadium. Uh-huh. He scored a lot more goals than I did. <laughs> well, you only have to ask him. <laughs> All right, Chris, All right. go through it. Well, here we go. Um, before we get into, into the games, um, I got a text from a coach. I'm not going to say who it was because I'm not going to throw him under the bus. But as the games were going on yesterday, and, and we had talked about about this at some point, but it was funny that someone else uh, had texted me about it. Um, and they, they talked about um, the quality of the broadcast, how good the quality of the broadcasts have been watching these games, but the lack of quality in really in the color of analysts, you know, they, they just haven't, haven't been that good. And I, and I, and there's some really good ones out there. Like Julie Foudy is fantastic. Like yep. there, there's nobody better than Julie, Julie Foudy. Um, you know, she's bright. Uh, she analyzes the game. Uh, she's funny. Um, I always liked Allie Wagner. I, I don't think she's doing she's doing college games, uh, but I always liked Allie. Um, and after that, it, it starts to get slim. You know, it starts to get slim, especially now with, with, with people that are doing games. And there are some that, um, you know, that, that it's just surface kind of stuff. There's there's no in-depth analysis of the game, of tactics, of things like that. And some of them just talk too much, you know. So I was wondering, or Brian, if uh, – I wanted to get your thoughts on it if you were feeling the same way. Well, it's – it's a you know, obviously you and I are watching a ton of games because our teams aren't playing. So right. I, I haven't watched this many games and scoured the, uh, the broadcast like this because we've been playing our own games. But I think the quality of the broadcast is great. The the picture quality, the different cameras, all those kind of things, kind of across the board with everyone who's playing. And I actually think the play-by-play guys are pretty good. But it's been really, really hard, especially with the introduction of Foudy. And now we get the uh, FAWSL games from England every Saturday morning. You had the cup final the other, this weekend where you, Kelly Smith is doing a lot of the lead color on. Yeah. And Foudy and Smith, and I agree with Wagner. I hadn't thought about her, but I thought she was very good. Now we've got this contrast from elite to really, really bad, really. <laughs> and there's not much in between. If I got to hear about one more, hey, on Tuesday at practice, we played tic-tac-toe and it was the greatest – there's a game going on, and right. I don't need to hear about, you know, the foundation someone's going to lay. I want to know, is that a four four two or a four three three? Are they yeah. direct? Are they dropping in? Yeah. Why are they pressing? Why yeah. are they, you know, and and I think, and Foudy's great, and Kelly Smith is great when you listen to the, the English broadcast, but I do think we got a lot of, hey, here's the nearest person who can do this game, maybe a former player or something like that, that, they certainly aren't up to the level of the players on the field right now, the quality of the actual game right now, the quality of the coaching going right now. And maybe it's all just gotten too good too fast, you know, for our game. And, too fast, and yeah. we, we don't have the color commentary up to the level at enough places right now. Yeah. But there's a lot, 
I don't know about you, but I turn off the volume a lot. Yeah, consistently. You know, they they they, uh, they it seems like they feel feel the need to find something positive to say. Um, when sometimes there's really nothing positive to say, right? I mean, yeah. it, it is what it is. And, and your job is to analyze the game. Your job is not to be a cheerleader for any one team or the other. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I don't know if it's this week or last week, but I was watching a game where Steve Swanson was coaching. It was Virginia. And they were playing a mid or lower level ACC team. And I don't remember which one it was. And I felt like I was watching a, an infomercial for the other team. Well, we do have Steve Swanson coaching a team right yeah, now. And he's right. coaching the team that's playing the other team off the park. And if you want to talk about someone's plan and someone's vision yeah. and someone's career, how about Steve Swanson's? Maybe one good, day he's good. Guy to pick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there might be a day when he's coaching our national team. The yeah, guy's done a sure. ton of things. And sure. you never would have known it from the broadcast if we're going to steer clear from the game. Yeah, I prefer it just stay on the game. If you're the color commentary for the game, we got 90 minutes to digest that one game. Just tell us about the game and what's going on on the field. Well, I'm going to jump in here for a second. I have a few Uh, opinions on this. I have a few opinions. One, you have to, I think, Brian, so I think a little overcritical about the system, the style, the so on and so forth, because um, there there is some filler time. So bringing up some of the fun things that happens that the – Coaches tell him, I don't think is the worst thing in the world. But I would say this, where I agree with you is those people typically are at the stadium. And if they're not at the stadium, they're getting all of the live feeds in on all the different angles of the cameras. So they do see more than what we're seeing from the TV. So they should, I agree with that part, they should be able to give us more of what's going on in the game tactically or, you know, people, whatever you want. So, they have to be the eyes for the listeners that aren't seeing the whole field because they are at the stadium or they, again, what way that it's been going this year is they're, you know, doing it from home, but they have five different camera angles. So that part I agree, but they're there. It's okay to have a little bit of a little bit of positivity and a little bit of love and a little bit, again, there's, there's family members watching. There's, there's reasons to make the game enjoyable. There's nothing wrong with Joe Buck when he's doing the world series game to talk about somebody's family. He's as good as there is. I couldn't agree any more from the captain of culture himself Um, (laughs) and the captain of chemistry. He loves it. He loves it. And he's got to come in with, oh, it's not that bad. Everybody's great. Everybody's great. I did not say everybody's great. I did not hear me say that. No, no, boy. All right, let's let's talk. And and to wrap it up, though, if we didn't have Fowdy doing it and I couldn't watch Kelly Smith doing it and we haven't seen Ali Wagner doing it, then we wouldn't have these comparatives. I, I, don't, right I agree with that. Yeah, no, I agree. So, no, Allie Wagner know, isn't doing college because she's doing pro games, for God's sakes, in the women's right. national team games. Right. You know, in the World Cup games. But anyway, yeah, no, I I, I agree with that, Brian, for sure. Sorry. Now, to be fair, though, I do like your dude at Ole Miss. He, he does a good job. Yeah, he's he, he, he works hard at it, cares about it. Anyway, all right, let's go, Chris. All right, let's go through some games here. Let's let's uh, let's start with uh, the Big Twelve and and uh, our soon to be guest here, her team at, at West Virginia. And their game, their game with Kansas, um, which was a big game in the league. Uh, you know, basically uh, was going to decide who was who was going to end up, um, you know, having a chance at the championship. And it was a game that uh, West Virginia dominated uh you know they they were the better team they they controlled the play um had a number of chances scored a couple of goals kansas really had had nothing going forward they're they're uh, a good team defensively they're very organized um they typically sit in and and are hard to play against and and they were hard to play against but uh virginia uh, west virginia totally bossed the game Oh, I, I, absolutely. And in a, in a losing effort for me, it's such a great uh, picture of how good a job coach and say Mark Francis does. So you know, to be third, fourth, fifth in the big 12, when you can see you line them up against West Virginia and Nikki's done a great job recruiting and she does a great job coaching, but you know, player for player, he's, he, he, that, that's a mismatch is what it looked like to me. And, and for him to be in that spot, um, with Kansas and to do it kind of consistently on that as opposed to like being tough justice on them because it's a big game. I'm sure they hope to win, but the, the player for player mismatch there was pretty significant. Yeah. But I was impressed with West Virginia. 
Uh, I thought West Virginia was very good. I think um, they're really good. Yeah. Uh, the other game in in that league uh, was Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, which Oklahoma State um, won in overtime. But, I mean, they really dominated that game. I think they had 20 corners in the game. And um, Texas Tech is down. Um, and I'm not sure if it's COVID or, or what the situation is, but um, – they, they are they are not the, the same team they've been the last couple of years. And they, they did very well to get the game into overtime, extremely well to get the game to overtime. Uh, but but in the end, Oklahoma State just had too much for them. They did. And, you know, for Oklahoma State to set a – I think that was a school record for corners in a game. To do it against Texas Tech, you know, they've played plenty of teams that have a direction in their name over the course of the last 20 years. And and to, to dominate Tech like that, you know, it's credit to Tech to get the game to overtime. And who knows what's going on there with COVID because that's your preseason favorite in the Big 12 and things yeah. just have gone really, really badly, you know, for Tech standards. Um, but that, that was total domination by Oklahoma State. Sure. Okay, on to the ACC. Um, and, I, and I think, you know, um, the, as far as quality games, uh, there were there were some really good ones. And Florida State had a fantastic weekend. They they got challenged, uh, really for the first time, you know, with with Duke and Clemson in the same weekend. And you know, the game against Duke, um, Duke had some chances for sure, uh, but Florida State, you know, warmed down as they do, continued to pass, uh, looked dangerous, um, and then you know, Jalen House scored a fantastic goal. Um, right there at the end to to knock out Duke and tough for Duke to to lose that way, uh, but but a deserved win for Florida State. They, they're looking good and they followed that up with with a win against Clemson on on Sunday. A different kind of game. Clemson was a little more combative, um, made it a little bit uh, you know a, a little bit different type of game. Um, but uh, Jody Brown comes off the bench, scores two goals, and and Florida State is is absolutely rolling. And they are and. You know, the, the, the Duke game, I, I think when you watch Florida State year to year, when they can score the goal out of nothing, you know, like Jalen Howell's winner. At first, it looks like she picks up a second ball unlucky for Duke. And then on watch two or three, you see what an athletic maneuver that was to, sure. to get that on frame with that kind of power from that angle and – when they're scoring those type of goals where they can score the, the, the ball that bounces around the box and is a mixer um, that, that they're athletic to, enough to get on the end of, that looks like a national championship Florida State game for me because they can always pass you off the park and they can always um, you know be the better, quotation, soccer-playing team over and over. But their championship teams are when they've got a long throw, when they can get on a second ball on a corner kick. And, and, and do athletic things like that. So I thought that, that side of the positivity for, for Florida State was impressive. And um, the Clemson game, you know, Duke-Clemson for me, they're the, the fringe teams in the ACC right behind, you know, Florida State and North Carolina, probably along with Virginia. Um, and that's just the clinical nature of Florida State. It's impressive. That's who they are, right? That's who they are. The other one was, uh, you know, yesterday, uh, North Carolina and Notre Dame, which is, um, you know, traditionally a, a, a big game, you know. And, um, and and it was an interesting – for me it was interesting and it was interesting because, you know, Notre Dame attempted to um, sub with North Carolina. You know, North Carolina brings on that second wave and, and Notre Dame tried to do the same thing. And I think this is a little foreshadowing for, for Florida State as well. Um, and Notre Dame couldn't then play with, with, you know, with that second group. Their second group couldn't play with with the North Carolina second group. Um, and we'll see if if Florida State's group second group can play with North Carolina's second group. I think they can. I think they may they may even be better. Um, but Notre Dame tried that the tactic of sort of subbing, you know, with North Carolina, and and they weren't successful with it. Yeah, they don't have the depth for it. I thought the last 20 minutes of the first half, when they both subbed four, five, six times, is when the game kind of tilted in uh, Carolina's favor. And certainly that's when the goal came from. And, you know, Notre Dame didn't necessarily adjust tactics or anything like that. They kept playing the same. And, and if anything, it was a learning process for them to know probably don't do that again if yeah. they happen to see them 
next because yeah. North Carolina, I mean, this has been the same routine for 20 years, right? No one's sure. as deep as North Carolina. No one can press like North Carolina. And, and you're probably best off not trying to go toe-to-toe. Yeah, you're not going to out North Carolina, North Carolina, right? No, that's pretty safe to say. Yeah. And then I, I think we should uh, mention Virginia Tech playing their way into the ACC tournament with two wins on the road. You know, a win at uh, Wake Forest and a win at Boston College to get them in. You know, they needed they needed all of those points uh, to get into to get into the tournament. Yeah, that was super underestimated part of the weekend. When coming into the weekend, you had Pitt, who's really grown as a program. Wake Forest, who's been established for the last you know 10, 10, 15 years, along with Virginia Tech, and it was just a round robin clearly for one spot. And there was enough playing of each other and. And pretty impressive for Virginia Tech to go to those road locations and get the results necessary to make the ACC tournament. Okay. And just real real quick, sure. Chris, uh, ACC tournament, one seed Florida State, two seed Carolina. The eighth seed is Notre Dame. Seventh seed Virginia Tech. What is that? Four seed Clemson. Fifth seed Duke. Third seed Virginia. Sixth seed Louisville. Those are kind of the matchups you fun. got. Florida State, fun. Notre Dame, Carolina, Virginia Tech, Clemson, Duke, and Virginia, Louisville. It should be fun. Yeah. Yep. All right. And that Duke-Clemson game's got massive. It it might be whatever month we're in, November, and the bids are going to come out in the spring. But that Duke-Clemson game, Duke's already beat Clemson once. Yeah. So there's yeah. only 17 at-larges. And if Duke beats them again – probably safely in if Clemson beats Duke then we've got a spring of interest for both those teams absolutely absolutely okay on to the SEC and we had uh, the master class of coaching in the <laughs> Ole Miss Georgia game as Ole Miss really That's what you're going with <laughs> yeah no really an exciting an exciting game it was Probably the most exciting game of the weekend with, with Ole Miss getting two late goals and coming back to win uh, 4-3 and, and uh, you know, scoring the last one with, I believe, 13 seconds and a great free kick by Channing, Channing Foster. Um, and, and, you know, uh, as the game was getting later and later, Ole Miss looked like the better team. They looked like the team that, that was going to win the game. And uh, it was fun to watch for sure. It, it SEC 101, isn't it? It's yeah. not always aesthetically pleasing. I don't think you're running any coaching courses from, uh, you know, breaking down SEC games. But the last 10 minutes is awesome. Yeah. And, you know, there might not have been a huge crowd there because of COVID restrictions, but you could feel the crowd at the game. And, you know, unlucky for Ole Miss to go down 2-0 early and, you know, a little bit of next goal wins and they chip away. And then at 2-2, they're the better team and Georgia gets one against the run and that last 10 minutes was awesome. And I was thinking today as I was watching LSU-Auburn, you know what I don't want to do? I don't want to referee an SEC game. No. So <laughs> you get the free kick there at the top of the box and you got Channing Foster, who's three-time All-SEC and a lefty sizing it up. And you're like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Poor, poor Georgia. This is not look good. And yeah. she rings it up her 90 and very SEC of all SEC games. Yeah, it, it was. But it, it was – Absolutely fun, fun to watch. And the the biggest benefit is we finally got Happy Matt back, right? <laughs> it, it took us a while, but we got Happy Matt back because he's been kind of grumpy lately. You know, he's been a little. Oh, he's been grumpy. They lose a game, it doesn't matter. You, they could lose the game to you know the U.S. Women's National Team, and he's grumpy, Matt. They could <laughs> beat Louisiana. We don't play they, U.S. Women's National Team. They're not on they the rest, beat, They're not on. The they beat Louisiana Monroe. I got Happy Matt. And, uh, oh, I can't wait till the spring where we see how where grumpy Brian and Grandpa Chris comes when games come in. I can't wait to see. You guys seem to forget what it's like. You seem to forget. That's all right. We got plenty of podcasts to to bring it up. Don't you worry. Let's hope we survive till then, Matt. Let's hope we. Yes, yes. Let's hope we're playing in the spring. Let's start with that for all the coaches out there. The other one quickly, I, I think, was uh, Tennessee, Florida. Tennessee with a with a big win and an important win for Tennessee. Like, I don't, you know, no one's really been talking about Tennessee, but you know, come to find out, they, they're they're going to end up playing this this weekend for a championship. You know, for for winning the East Division, and they've kind of come out of nowhere. And and you know, certainly they needed to win that game against Florida to set that up. Well, who knew? And I think number one, the person who who knew is Brian Penske. 
you know, I, I, I feel like, you know, we talked about the announcers and the, and really what you get from the, the announcers is what the coaches have told them earlier in the day. And, and Penske's game plan was to disrupt Florida and he's got a great history against them. And, uh, I thought he did a fantastic job of that in that game. And they got a goalkeeper that pulled out a student body that week and didn't have a backup goalkeeper and she got hurt. And they went to Florida, the traditional SEC power, and were able to disrupt the game enough. And it wasn't pretty, but they disrupted it. They turned them over enough in their end as Florida tried to build out. and, And they got a good, solid, you know, result that really was never in question. Yeah. And I think over the years, Brian has, has shown that, you know his teams. His teams will compete, um, and 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 they're going to win. They're going to always going to win their share of games. Oh yeah, and and we'll see what happens. Sad. I think that game is at Tennessee. It and is. I think South Arkansas is at Mississippi State. And there's one place you don't want to be in November is Starkville, Mississippi, and then uh, much less have to play a soccer game. I got to. So, I got to tell you, and, and you know, James is my buddy. There aren't a lot of times I want to be in Starkville, Mississippi. It's not just November. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll say this, though. The, the weather's supposed to be great all week, actually. So it's, it's beautiful today. I think it's supposed to be great all week. So, you know, what's interesting is uh, is Florida going to Kentucky and Missouri with two big games and the weather at both of those places look great, too. And, you know, this time of year, you don't have no idea what you're getting in Columbia, Missouri, or certainly Lexington, Kentucky. But it looks like the weather's going to be great. So certainly very fortunate for Florida. And Missouri, you know, Missouri is a team we haven't talked about much, but Blitz is doing a great job there. You know, right now I don't think Florida wants to go to Missouri. It's a very difficult place to play, and they're going to press you, press you, press you, just the way Tennessee did last week. And, um, you know, that's going to be an interesting game for sure. And didn't didn't they get, what was it, Matt, the 250, 250 Bryan, wins 250 for Brian, yeah. Yeah, yeah. At at 250 Missouri. at Missouri. He's got right. You know, he yeah. was at, at Butler before that. Yeah, um, and yeah he and Hops, I think. Didn't Hops just hit 250 or 300? No, Hops won 300. got their yeah. 300th win as a program today. Yeah, I didn't, that's right. Today. Yeah. 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 yeah, Coach Coach Ma was involved in about uh, 19 of those, I think, somewhere along Was that. I? 19? 19? <laughs> He's going to take credit for all of them, for sure. <laughs> I think it was more like 290. No. Yeah. Uh, no. Um, all right, all right. Great. Good, Brian. Thank you. Well, enjoy right, yourself. We, we will. will. We will. Looking forward right. to hearing it. Thanks, all Brian. Right. Without further ado, uh, we want to bring in our guest tonight. Very Lucky and fortunate to bring in uh, certainly a, a very good friend of mine uh, and Chris, obviously, but Nikki Izzo from uh, West Virginia. She uh, is from upstate New York, as am I. Uh, certainly proud New Yorkers, Nikki. And uh, listen, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. And absolutely, go New York. <laughs> so Nikki is from Rochester, which is, you know, Nikki, I think most people think there's nowhere above, you know, Buffalo. There's no... Um, th- there's nothing, right? The New York doesn't go above Buffalo. So we both are from, I mean, you know, farther north than you, but you played at the University of Rochester under Terry Gannett. And um, we want to talk a little bit about that. Please tell us about um, your experience with Terry playing at University of Rochester, what Division Three was like back when you played. Um, and again, I'm not trying to show your age, but um, obviously you had a great playing career back then. And what was Division Three like? We had great Division Three programs uh, in upstate New York, certainly. And, and just talk a little bit about that as we get going. Yeah, my experience with Terry Gurnett was was so incredible that he pushed me into coaching. If I didn't have Terry as my coach, I wouldn't be sitting here talking um, 30 years later as a collegiate coach. Um, back in the day when the dinosaurs used to walk the earth, uh, when I played, <laughs> um, there were 75 Division One, Two, and Three all combined. Um, we would go and play Cornell, which was a division one school. We'd play university of Buffalo, which was a division one school. There really wasn't, you know, all this separation of division one, division two or division three. So, um, it was really interesting how it's evolved. And now what are we at? 350, um, you know, for just division one, but my experience was incredible. Um, I had one of the best, uh, coaches I could ask for. And uh, obviously I made a profession out of it. So 
charter flights, nice hotels, steak dinners back then in in Rochester? Well, I got to tell you something. We were in the AAU conference and we would fly. So we played a division one. Yes, it was, it was incredible because we would, you know, obviously Emory, um, Brandeis, you know, we were going to um, Chicago. I'm like, I can't, senior moment. I can't think of the school in Chicago, but it was, it was really interesting, um, you know, how we traveled. Uh, so we really got the the best of both worlds. It was a think tank for sure. I mean, it was an incredible academic school, um, but. Uh, the, yeah, it still is. Yeah. yeah. So, so, um, so, you know, everybody's together. It's kind of interesting. So talk us through Nikki going from, okay, you graduate from Rochester. Talk us through getting to West Virginia. How do we get from Rochester to West Virginia? Yeah, it's it's a funny story. So I'll give it to Terry Gurnett. If I did not have, you know, you look at people and the people you're most grateful for and who really impact you. And I am going to bring up Chris Petroselli. Chris, I got a funny story um, along the way. But so Terry's like, Nikki, you got a coach. You got a coach. So you guys remember the NCA newspaper? Like we had newspapers. So yes, I was, yeah. yes, yeah. you remember? And I, he gave me this newspaper and like, look at college jobs. I was applying for head coaching jobs. And it was ridiculous. You know, just the, uh, I, I don't know if you want to just say stupidity of me to think that I could graduate <laughs> college and, you know, just go on and, and co- be a head coach. But anyway, so then I applied for this graduate position at West Virginia Wesleyan. So from Rochester, um, I became the graduate assistant at um, West Virginia Wesleyan uh, to obtain my MBA, my master's in business administration. So I, I thought, hey, might as well get my master's in business administration, graduate there, make all sorts of money in business. Don't know which kind of business, but um, and then lo and behold, the head coach leaves. Matt goes to Ithaca College, which is really weird. And then they, of course, you know, no brainer, hire me as the head coach. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good choice. Yes. <laughs> great choice. Timing is important. <laughs> I mean, is everything. I had a great heartbeat. Um, so they hired me. And, uh, you know, so then, um, you know, 95, things are blowing up because of Title IX. And all these programs um, are starting up. And um, I had a great you know, a couple years at Wesleyan and they invited me up for an interview. Um, I got the job, must've had another really great heartbeat. And, uh, you know, I started the program uh, 25 years later. That's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And you've done great, by the way, you know, uh, West Virginia has been um, one of the top teams in the country now for a number of years and you've had great success and you have great success in the league. You know, so as you you had to transition over from from the Big East and into the Big Twelve, um, how's that been? You know, I, I, and what was that like when you first came into the league? And then, and then, you know, give us your sense of the league overall. You know, these days. Well, I could tell you this: one thing I've learned is Texas is a country; it's not a state. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it and, is. Uh, it is, and and coming you know, from the Big East, I didn't know much about the Big 12. I mean, we rarely play teams, you know, past the Mississippi. So it was, it was really interesting for, for me to go into that league. And it was so different um, than how the Big East played in in a good way. Um, You know, it was just very different. I I think there were some, some strong personalities in the league, but also, great personalities, but, um, you know, the, the parody in the big 12 was different than the big East, the big East, you had the Chris Petroselli, Notre Dames mm-hmm. winning national championships and then, um, you know, the bottom and then everything in between. So when, when going into the big 12, you know, anyone could win on any given day and, and there's so much parody and money. When you guys talk about facilities and some of the best facilities, you know, you, you're talking about a conference that is really investing in women's soccer. So with great facilities become great recruiting and then with great recruiting become great coaches and great teams. It's really good. So I want to go back to the Big East real quick. Okay, Nikki. So you come into the Big East, 
you know, with your West Virginia team just starting out of the program, and you've got the big bad Notre Dame there, right, with this kind bad. of grouchy, grouchy old guy, right? <laughs> did he take it, it easy on you? UConn, UConn just... was the UConn was the bad. The, no, the big bad no, no. Did he take it easy on you? Or did no, he just... no, no exactly, I remember exactly. We, they win a national championship, and I, you know, I didn't know what I was doing back then. I, I probably still don't know what I'm doing, but I know a little bit better, right? So we go to Notre Dame, and they just, they just win, um, you know this this national championship and it's 10, I think it was like eight, nothing. And we're doing everything we can. You know, I had to, you know, basically recruit on campus, some, some players, but anyways, <laughs> I looked down at Chris and I'm, I'm like reaching down, like, are you done yet? Um, but you know, I, I looked at it and to give Chris credit, you know, he respected us. He wanted to play and, and I really appreciated that. And, um, but, uh, as, as we all know, 10, nothing in, in soccer is a shellacking. Yes. Yes. I'm not yes. surprised he ran it up, Nikki. Well, listen, Nikki, this is an interesting thing, right? We were talking about, we've talked about, about you, you and I a lot. Like, so your daughter just went through the recruiting process, right? So tell us what that was like for you and seeing people calling and, and emailing and all that kind of stuff. And, and then uh, believe it or not, you sent her to the sec, which is <laughs> yeah. uh, what I think is pretty awesome. But uh, obviously she's done Auburn and, and doing great. But so tell us about what that process was like as the mother of a, of a player. It was, it was like nothing you ever, ever experienced. And I, I have three children. So I thought, mm-hmm. Oh, I, I know this. So it was really interesting for me. I learned so much. I learned um, what we do really well in recruiting and what we don't do so well with. <laughs> yeah. um, no, honestly, and and I and I think all of us have been in the game so long that you get kind of in your groove. And sometimes to see how other people are doing it, I learned a lot. And um, you know, and I. And I wanted her to really um, experience it. And I got to tell you guys a funny story. You guys will, you'll appreciate this. So, you know, and, and I think we're very sensitive to parents stepping their bounds and letting their kids, you know, take, take control of this. So my daughter gets a phone call and I'm, I'm like, go down to the basement, you know, you take care of it, blah, blah, blah. So now remember I'm Izzo Brown and my daughter, Samantha Brown. So she's, she's down talking to this coach and uh, the coach is like, Hey, we'd love to talk to your, you know, your, your parent about, um, you know, the camps and all those things that they have and those elite camps. So I'm like, okay, you know, I'll come on down and then maybe in a, a visit after the camp. So I'm on the phone and the coach is like going on and on and on and on. I'm like, I, I understand, you know, I, I coach at West Virginia, <laughs> right? So I didn't say my name. I didn't say anything. And, and he's like, well, um, okay. He goes, you know what? As a matter of fact, I was at the Herman Trophy, um, you know, I don't know, uh, celebration banquet. And I heard the coach from West Virginia speak and, you know, it was pretty good. I go, yeah, that was me. <laughs> dead silence. Dead, dead silence. And I was, I felt so bad because I've been there where I've like just yeah. typically stick my, my foot in my mouth. And yeah. he was, he was yeah. being awesome and yeah. he just didn't correlate it. But um, I learned a lot. Um, I really wanted her to make that decision and, and not be about what I do for a living and, and be about what she does on her own merit. Um, but I'm thrilled that she's in the SEC and in a great place. Yeah. So, great. so the you let her make her own decision. Except she couldn't go to that place where the guy didn't know who you were, right? <laughs> I, right. Nah. Rule that one out right away. Yeah. Hey, wait, Chris. You know, ego drives every parent, sure. and it wasn't gonna, it wasn't gonna deter anything from my kid. Uh, that's great. Um, hey, I want to ask you about uh, your current team a little bit, and and, and one player in particular, as as I've watched your team. Stephanie Farrar Van Ginkle. So this kid, I'm, I went and looked, looked her up a little bit. Before yeah. this year in her career, she scored seven goals in 52 games. Yeah. This year she's got six goals in eight games. Yeah. Talk about great coaching. 
Like that, that's, yeah, that's just unbelievable. What what you've done with this kid over the course of the last six months? Like what happened? And I'll say this to everybody: trust the process. I mean, this is you know, and I'm not going to tell you it's about one person, and it's certainly not about me. But you know, and 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 Brian alluded to this. I, I think a little bit. We have to develop players at West Virginia, um, and and we have to understand what players going to fit into our system and what player player is going to fit into my staff and and Steph just bought in I mean she's a soccer junkie you know and, and we know a lot of international kids the athleticism throws them but the technical and tactical aspect is what drives them to be as as good as Steffi is but her freshman year she couldn't even she couldn't even stand the pitch the athleticism I mean she maybe weighed 100 pounds wet um so you know, she really just bought into, you know, the process and the understanding of what she had to develop. And I'm just so thrilled at uh, the performance she's putting on so far. Fun to watch. She, she's fun to she watch. Is. She's a, quite a good player. You. Uh, you've got uh, a big game coming up this week uh, with TCU, which is basically going to decide the the championship in, in the Big 12. And someone's going to leave, leave the field with a trophy on uh, Friday night. So give us a little preview of that match. Yeah, I mean, TCU, wow. I mean, they are they are just obviously undefeated right now. You know, they, they really have um, not only a, a very athletic team, they have a great goalkeeper with uh, international experience um, that I think just, I think she just got the record for the school with um, so many shutouts and saves. Uh, but uh, then very dynamic. Their their front four are very dynamic, if you don't want to even say their front six. Um, with Yasmin Ryan, who um, is just, you know, she could do it all. She is elite. So it's we're going to have our hands full. Um, TCU's got um, a, a great side, and, you know, they can, they can move the ball. They can press the ball. Um, they could break you, you know, down with one pass. They can open you up. So it's it's definitely going to be a great game. That should be a great match. Um, all right, Nikki, we're putting you on the uh, the you know way back ship, and we're going back a number of years ago to when uh, you came down. I was coaching UCF with Karen, and you brought your West Virginia down with Jen. We got to mention Jen Duper, right? Yeah, and. And we can't, and I don't quite remember how this happened, but it, I think it was in a tournament and we had, it was like a Saturday practice and maybe the men were playing, UCF men were playing, but we, we were out on the field and we had half of the field, UCF had half of the field and West Virginia came out on the other half. Well, Chris, it started pouring like you cannot believe. It. I mean, think about the Florida downpours. Yeah. And we kept going. And I kept looking over at Nikki. And Nikki's like, if you guys are staying out here, we're staying out here. So, of course, Karen's like, oh, if you're staying out here, we're staying out here, right? So, here's all these teams. Chicken. The players, I think, were the biggest fools around. But it's downpouring. <laughs> and we're out practicing because neither team would go inside. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's how it was back in 95 and 96. But then uh, we, had some, we had some mosquitoes, Nikki, didn't we? Oh, they were the size of seagulls. They were the biggest mosquitoes I've ever seen. Well, if you put Nikki and and Karen together on the same field, you have two of the most competitive people out there. So I could yes, see them yes. stand out there for hours. To work. Wait, right. no. wait, wait a minute. I think right now I'd be like, all right, Hoppa, you won. I'm out. <laughs> but Nikki, the Nikki is O'Brown in 96 was not going inside. You weren't yeah. giving an inch. You weren't giving no. an inch. <laughs> it was awesome, though. It was awesome. Well, listen, Nikki, uh, we really appreciate you coming out. I got one more last, last thing. Give us some... Um, a few minutes just about, you know, your experience with West Virginia and about your team and about your, your university. We like to do this with all the coaches. Um, just spend a couple minutes telling us about, about West Virginia and Morgantown and, and your group. Yeah. Well, a little bit about Morgantown. The, the people are super special. You're, you're not going to find anyone that uh, stops at um, a green light and allows you to go. Cause in New York, we'd run you over. Yeah. So I, I really um, always appreciated how much um, the people of West Virginia are just so dear and, and wonderful. Um, and, and I love the atmosphere at West Virginia. You know, we're a step below professional, but, you know, a step above college because we don't have pro sports in the state of West Virginia. So that always made us very unique and still does. 
Um, but the university itself, we're, we're the show in town, and it's just a great experience to be a student athlete in Morgantown because it's so driven uh, for the student athlete, and it's just a really cool place uh, to live. Uh, my team, my team is so diverse. It's, it's such a fun team. And when I talk diversity, I'm talking personality. You know, we have kids all throughout the country. We have all kids throughout the state. Uh, we have all sorts of personalities. And who didn't need a really good laugh and a, and a, and a good um, sense of humor throughout all of this COVID? So the team has been awesome, and they've been so focused and and driven uh, to just take each day as a gift and get better every day and hopefully win a Big 12 championship. Hey, um, one thing I wanted before you go, Nikki, we we pride ourselves on uh, the number of downloads that our show has, has gotten, right? And um, it's been, I don't know, what did we say, 11 different countries all over the U.S. There's not been one from West Virginia yet. Yeah, come on. So, <laughs> Come on, we got to right. change that. <laughs> All right, I got to. I I love technology, so I'll figure it out, and I will be the one. Of course. The one. Yes, I think as soon as we put your name out there, it's going to blow up plenty. I, yeah, I think there'll be plenty. Let me say one last story about about playing. You know, Nikki's team. So again, I, I think we're at Auburn, and we come to play at West Virginia. So Chris, we're playing the game. The game kicks off, and the marching band is practicing. <laughs> In the parking lot. This is before her. And you wanted to join in with the band. (laughs) I did. I want to play the cymbals. No. (laughs) Let me set the stage for you. First of all, they have a beautiful stadium now, right? West Virginia, one of the the top stadiums out there. It's beautiful. But back then, there was not the stadium. So in the parking lot to the left is the band for warming up for the football game, I'm assuming, on Saturday. And it's loud, Chris. And I'm kind of distracted. I'm not going to lie. So we're playing. And they go up. I think we, it's 1-1 one, one late. Well, then in the second half, they start fireworks on the other side. <laughs> All right. Like, <laughs> legitimate, real fireworks. Like, not like somebody popping off some bottle. Like, it's like some celebration. I'm like, they just do this on a normal Friday the band night? Celebration, yeah. yeah, the band's on one side, fireworks on the other. I mean, how are we supposed yeah, to concentrate? That's awesome. And sure enough, they, they beat us on a, a great goal. But, yeah. no, it, it's a, if you can ever get to the stadium, it's just an unbelievable place. And, Nikki does such a great job. Um, we really appreciate appreciate your friendship, Nikki. Thanks for coming on the show. You're Thanks, awesome Nikki. as usual. Was, uh, you were great. Absolutely, you guys. Thanks for having me. You got it. Thanks, Nick. All right, Chris. All right, Matt. Gonna move on. Here um, we go. Yeah, she was awesome. Yeah, outstanding. Not, not surprising. The reason why their teams do so well is for for so long. All right, let's move on to the next segment. Uh, we're going. Uh, Big games this week. What we got? Well, we talked about a bunch of them, but first of all, there's no games in the ACC, so uh, mm-hmm. a, a little bit of a lighter, uh, lighter schedule this week as the ACC has has a week off before their uh, before their tournament. Um, in the Big Twelve, we talked about that TCU West Virginia match. Um, it should be it should be a great match. I believe it's here in Fort Worth. Um, it's a tough that's a tough uh, tough one to pick. Um, a lot of it may depend on the availabil- availability of Yasmin, you know, whether, whether or not she plays, uh, Nikki talked about, you know, what, what a, what a good player she is. And, you know, if she doesn't play, that's a huge loss for, for TCU and maybe tough for them to overcome. Um, it's going to be a one goal game. Uh, I'm not sure which way it's going to go, but you know, that, that's a game to watch for sure. In, in, uh, in Morgantown or in, in Dallas? I think it's in Fort Worth. Yeah. 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 It should be a great game. Yeah. Great game. We okay. mentioned uh, Tennessee and um, and South Carolina uh, for first in the East in the SEC. I think that's obviously a, a game with a lot on the line, and uh, you know Tennessee trying to step up a little bit and and seeing if they they can win that win that title. And so I think that should be an interesting one. Yeah, for sure. Should be should be a very good game at Tennessee. Always a yeah. tough place to play, and and uh, you know a lot on the line. So uh, pretty exciting for sure. And then uh, I think we should we got to make sure we mention the Sun Belt tournament started today, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and the you know the two number one seeds I believe have buys. It's you know South Alabama and Arkansas State. Um, both teams have had have had good years, um, yep. very good years, obviously. Uh, so that tournament is underway. So we have we have conference tournament soccer underway already. We have postseason, right? Postseason. That's pretty yeah. exciting. Pretty we exciting. Do. All right, let's get to the uh, the Power Five. Right, the power five that only has four. 
I can add a fifth one in if you want. I, I have some honorable mentions, actually, that I wanted to bring up. But if you want me to put one in, so it's five. That's fine. We can do that. Yes, I mean, it's got to be consistent, Matt. I mean, if it's power five, there should be five. But it's election week in Mount Rushmore was my whole point. But if you want to go five, we'll go five. Yeah, we're going five. All right. Let's go five. All right. All right. So, again, the topic, let's just be clear, because we haven't been yeah. clear all the time on no. what these are. No, you so this is up all the, the time. <laughs> yeah. This is the greatest athlete that we have that's been in our lifetime. Greatest right? five, right? Greatest, greatest five, five athletes, athletes. In, our, in our lifetime. And, again, like, for example, I know I said it before, but we can't use Babe Ruth. Yes. Or I can't, but you could. Yeah, that no. joke was, I mean, it was a little bit funny the first time. The second time, it's, it's not too much. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's so All right. Making yourself right. laugh. Yeah. He's so a creature of habitat. That, yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah, right. So. These are players that we've seen play. Not necessarily alive, but we've seen these players play. Yes. Right? Yep. Different sports. Yep. No matter, right. doesn't matter what sport. Best athletes. Okay. Yep. I'm ready to go. Hit me. Number, number one. Number five. Number five. Number five. five. Iron Mike Tyson. Oh, I mean, he still scares the crap out of me. Every time you see him, like, seriously, that's like, that's an interesting one, Chris. When he, when he fought, when he was in his prime, like he, he destroyed people and it was over quick. Yes. Yes. No, he's, yes, he was. And you know, it's funny. I was in the Coast Guard uh, while he was at his peak and we used to get the fights in the ship and we would all sit around the mess hall and watch the fights and guys are screaming. It's really quite an atmosphere, but yeah, I, I mean, they'd be over in 10 seconds. We get yeah. all fight. We'd be what we'd be fired up for a week for the fight. And it's over in yeah. 10 seconds. But that Leon, great. remember Leon Spinks? He knocked him out. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. Poor yep. guy. Yeah. All right. My number five. Yeah. Michelle Akers. Um, to me, the greatest yeah. women's soccer player. Yeah, it's the greatest women's soccer player ever. Yes, uh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, you certainly could have her in there. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean she's she was unbelievable. I think she doesn't get the credit because she back when she was really dominant. Maybe the the coverage wasn't the same. Obviously, yeah. she was big in the '99ers, um, but she is so underrated in my opinion. But to me, you know, I, I think she she goes on my Mount Rushmore of five people. Yep. Okay. Uh, good. good one. All right. Number four. Wayne Gretzky. Ooh, God, that's a good one, Chris. I, I got to tell you, oh, the producer thinks he should be number one. He is as dominant as they come in his sport, right? No one, yeah. and no one's even really got touched with this time. So no. that's a good one. All right, my number, my number uh, four, Bo Jackson. Yeah, yeah, Pretty good, huh? Yeah, I mean, Bo Jackson was good. I mean, he could all star and all star in football, and only no. player ever to be an all star. And both uh, both baseball and football. Yeah, and, and you talk about and, like athletic ability. I mean, that guy was super super unbelievable, wasn't he? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right, good. Uh, you like sure. I like my first two. I'm pretty happy. Yeah, about this. yeah. I mean, they're not as good as mine, but yeah. They're, they're... Uh, I don't know. All right, number three oh. for you, uh, Tiger Woods. Yeah, he's on my list too. He's on my list too. He's got to be on there. Uh, he was number three for me as well. So we agree on that one. Okay. How uh, can you not have him in there? Right? He's he's transcended golf. Yes. He's he's made golf um, you know, cool. It, the amount, the amount of yes. people he's brought to golf is unbelievable. Just wonderful. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh number 2, Michael Jordan. Yeah, he didn't make my list. What? Did not make my list. Nope. Nope. Well, because my number 2 is LeBron James. What? What are you saying what for? He's LeBron been in 11 James? finals. Yeah, he LeBron didn't James win. is like maybe the fourth or fifth best player to play in the NBA ever. Oh, stop it, Chris. Stop it. He is, if you, if, listen, this is how I would explain it. If you want to win a game, if, if you tell me, Matt, you got to win one game, you, you take Michael MJ. Jordan. If you want to win a series or start a you franchise, to take LeBron James all day long. Uh, no, no, MJ's even. all about him. He quit halfway through to play baseball, which he that, sucked at. Look, LeBron this, has dedicated himself to his craft. That's nothing to do with I, it. Saw, no. I yeah, totally does. No. LeBron, you, you had Derek Leader involved in this conversation, right? I mean, you you must have no, called Derek no. and asked him. No. I did not. But no, listen, LeBron, I saw, first of all, I saw him live on court well, side. That makes him the greatest no, ever no because you deal. saw him live. No big deal. No big deal. Court Satterland, Dan yeah. Michael, oh, hooked me up God. with things. No big deal. But court side, he's an unbelievable freak athlete. Like the passes he plays, 
the ability he has he's he's taken five different cha- franchises to uh to the finals yeah, it's unbelievable yeah. or sorry four four the like, NBA, NBA now is not the same as the NBA and Michael no, Jordan I mean, I, still, no no don't come at me with that these athletes are just I, as good Kareem was better, better than him Wilt Chamberlain was better than him. Bill Russell was better than him Magic Johnson better than him Magic was better than him no yes. Magic Johnson better than LeBron James yes. no he was not Nah, no, he was not. No. See, this and, is this is good. This is when I'm going to win the Power Five because what's going to happen? And and you know, at the end, when this is over, I'll let everybody know. When this is over, we'll always go. Okay, well, who won the Power Five? And usually the Krikorians, you know, chime in on who wins. Yeah. And and you won. You've won once. Okay. You've won, they gave you a win one time. Hold right? on. But you've lost it already. You you've lost no, it already. It's not true. No, <laughs> I think mine is very. And listen, you can't. I listened to an. Uh, um, um, Michael Jordan talking about this. And I agree with him. He said, you can't compare generations to generations. That's not fair, which I agree with. So in my generation, LeBron James has been more dominant, even though I was around for Jordan the whole time. And listen, I love Michael Jordan. I think he's fantastic. But if you're telling me pound for pound, the best basketball player, I'd take LeBron. No. And, and again, you're, again, you're changing now the category. The category is your generation and best someone athlete. else's generation. Best athlete. That we've the seen. Category. Right. You've seen yes. both Michael Jordan you're, you're and LeBron Michael and Michael Jordan because better. of his winning. You're picking Michael Jordan because of his winning, his competitiveness, better. not necessarily his athleticism. His athleticism. It's about athlete. Hey, Michael Jordan won a college championship. How many of those did LeBron win? <laughs> he didn't play college. Okay. Chris. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How many finals did Michael Jordan go to? Seven, I believe. Six. 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 All right. Yeah. How many how many has LeBron been to? What's Jordan's winning percentage in those finals? That doesn't matter. How many it does matter? How, how, team how many did he win? Team, sure. one, one, one-on-one basketball we're playing now? One-on-one? It's only oh, one can we move on? Jeez. Yes. Yes. God. Hey. <laughs> Number one. Number one for me, Edson Arantes de Nascimento. <laughs> English, please. Pelé. Ah, 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 okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I didn't know that was his name. Come on, Pelé. come on. Yeah, yeah. Let, let uh, me, let me, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. He played ninety-two games for Brazil. Scored seventy-seven goals. All right. Yeah. Won three World Cups. Yeah. In, in his career, he played in thirteen hundred and sixty-three games. He scored twelve hundred and seventy-nine <laughs> goals. Is there anyone better than that? <laughs> It's hard to be. Apparently, be LeBron James is better than that. Uh, uh, we've heard enough from the producer tonight. But anyway, um, let me, let me, uh, let me, you ready for, that's a great one. And I'm not arguing at all. He's is unbelievable. Uh, but remember, this is not in order, right? So this is just a mean? zinger. I stayed for that. It's, it's not it was in order. the top five on your Mount Rushmore, right? Because it's not top like you're five, comparing. Meaning that there's a one and there's a five. Hold on. Are you comparing Michael Jordan to Pele? Yes. So for you, Pele is better than Michael Jordan. Yes. Well, see, that's not necessarily how I did my list. Similar. You always but... come up with some qualifier about. No, your I list. don't. But okay, you ready for my number yes. one? Yeah. You ready? Sure. I am ready. Secretariat. Oh. Without question, the greatest horse to ever live. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. That's my he number is one. The greatest the horse no- to ever run. That's right. The Triple Crown. But um, it still it still holds a record. He ran in 1973. The records still stand in 2020. The record for the Belmont. And, no, and he's got the fastest time at the Kentucky Derby. Does and he? the Preakness is yes, he does. And the Preakness okay. is still a little. Uh, it's there was something funny that went on there. But he ran. He won every race he ran. Yeah. But one where he got disqualified yes. because of you know whatever. But Matt, Matt, unbelievable, unbelievable. I just I, I got to explain one thing to you. Yeah. He's a horse. It's not a person. It's a horse. We didn't say person. We said we can't athlete. compare horses. He's an athlete. You're talking yes. about comparing people over generations, all that kind of stuff. Now you're comparing horses to Wait, people. I, He's an athlete. Can I get some clarity? This is the top five sports, right? Horse rating is not a sport. If it doesn't have a ball, it it's not a sport. If it doesn't have a ball, it's not a sport. It is to a sport. And then, then okay, Darren. So then you can't run a race like the Olympic races isn't a sport. Track and field isn't a sport. That's what Correct. I thought. Competition, okay. yes, not a sport. So, yeah, Matt, was, that, that was bad. I, no, I like it. You know, I mean, I like you, it. Know, you, you always try to get cute with these things. And, I'm not getting cute. You know, they don't, I, they think don't Secretary, I think Secretary is one of the greatest athletes to ever walk this planet during my lifetime. Well, Secretary is faster than any human being, but horses are built differently. 
It's the greatest. Horses are athletes. They can be athletes. They're built to they're run, training. right? They're, yeah. they're, they're bred so to run and all that kind of be, stuff. Humans are built to run and jump and do everything else. Same uh, thing. I don't, I don't know. know. We got to wrap this up. It's a good one. Please, yes. I, I think on. I won. I think I won. All right. That, Yankees uh, update. Yeah, there's not much to update. So I was going to give you a uh, uh, another trivia question. Ready? Oh, yeah. I love On trivia. this day, right? Yankees uh-huh. history on this day in 1995. What happened in 1995 on this day? Remember, now it's November. November 1995. Yankees clinch World Series. World Series is playing in October, man. November? Yeah. Uh, oh, I know. I know. 95. I'm going to say Mariano Rivera retired. What? No, that wouldn't You're be off by like twenty years. <laughs> it's late. I'm tired. We got brothers. What is it? What is it? Joe Torrey was hired. Oh, you thought I would get that? Why not? not? If you got it, Yankees, you got it because you looked it up. I didn't look if it you, up. <laughs> if you're going to do Yankees, you Look, didn't when they, know when that they hired Joe Torrey, when they hired Joe Torrey, all of the papers in New York hammered him. They, they called him Clueless Joe. Yeah. Right. Next thing you know, he's one of the greatest managers ever in Yankee no, history. I'm sorry, but that's a yeah. stupid trivia question. All right, here just we go. Just you couldn't get it. Go ahead. Barbecue recipe, very quick, Joe. So this week is just a recommendation. Go to your butcher, find a ribeye cap. It's the kind of cap of the ribeye. Like you think about the outer edge of the ribeye. So good. They make it in a cap. They can kind of make it flat. Cook that up. Enjoy it. Cook it just so you would a steak. I couldn't recommend it enough. It's fantastic. Ribeye cap at your butcher store. All right, let's go out. Uh, it's been a good one, Chris. It's been yeah, fun. Nikki was great. Nikki Brian was, great. was good as always. Yeah. Um, you know, Power Five is debates. Let them begin. Um, I won again. Please, please download the Cyber Guy. CYBUR. I think Darren Mott is our producer. Happy birthday um, to your wife. Thank you. And to my son, Andrew. Uh, yes. Happy birthday, Andrew. Where to download the show? Apple, Podbeam, Spotify. Stitcher, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Give us a five-star rating. We'll be back next week, better than ever. Uh, Next Monday, uh, guests still TBD. We'll work on that. And, uh, Chris, have a great week. Great show. Matt. Good luck this week. Thank you. If you have questions for Coach Petroselli or Coach Mott, you can reach them at chris at collegesoccernation.com or matt at collegesoccernation.com. College Soccer Nation is presented by DJM Productions and produced by Darren Mott.